And I'm going to be doing a, a reminder, and I'm going to trust God to help us. His word and run with it. Like I said, it's going to be a reminder because we are expected to be reminded of God's word by time, lest it slips out of our hands. So this morning I'll be talking about effectively engaging in prayers. Effectively engaging in prayers. And I, I just want us to look at, at this particular verse of the scripture and trust God to teach us this morning. In John chapter 15, verse seven, John chapter 15, verse seven, it says, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done to you. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you will, and it shall be done unto you. If we look at the later part, or, or the part B of that verse seven, it says you shall ask whatsoever you will, and it will be done to you. So God's sight is concluded. Whatsoever you ask will be done to you. That's what he said. His sight is concluded because we know he has. We know he's willing. We know he stores, in fact, we cannot exhaust it. You know, like we, we, we know, he is always willing to give. But uh, a little, a closer look at that scripture. It says, you ask whatsoever you will, and it will be done to you. So in the place of being effective in prayer, the number one thing you must understand is this. You must have something that you will. It says you should ask something that you will. You must have something that you will. And when you are talking about will, you are talking about what you want. You are talking about what you desire. To engage effectively in prayer, you must have a desire. You must have a will. You know, at times we come into prayer meetings without a, a, a specific desire. We come without wanting anything. We just walk casually into the place of prayer. But it says here that when you ask whatsoever you will, so one of the first key things in the place of prayer is for you to have a desire. It's for you to have an expectation. It's for you to have a focus, to have a goal, to have what you want to achieve, to have what you want to achieve. You know, at times um, praying in the spirit has made a lot of us lazy. Because we don't really have a desire. We don't have a will. We just come and then we pray in the spirit and then we go. You know, the spirit helps us to pray. But the spirit can also help us to pray about a desire. We can go into God's presence. That's why when you see uh, uh, prayers, you, 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 you must have what you want to do, what you want to get, what you come into prayer to achieve. Apostle Paul says that I don't fight like someone that beats the air. That means you can fight and beat the air if you don't have a target. You can 
pray and beat the air if you don't have a target. So being effective means first, you must have something that you desire, that you want. It might be a desire on the nation, like we just prayed this morning. It might be your desire on your children. It might be your desire for the church. It might be your desire for a brethren. It might be your desire or what you want to happen in the, in, in the life of your child, in the life of your family. But to be effective, you must, you must have a desire, what you want. If your desire is to come before him, to worship him, fine, that's a desire. If your desire is to come before him, to give thanks, that's your desire. You must have a focus. You must have what you want. Because it says, if you ask what you will, you remember uh, uh, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things you desire, there must be a desire. There must be something you are praying for. That's why we always encourage us to have a faith project, to write down what you want, what you are praying for, because that shows that you have taken time to think and you have a desire concerning that issue. He says it is your desire when you ask concerning your desire, when you ask concerning what you want, when you ask concerning what you will, it will be done for you. So there is one a place of having a desire. Desire to worship him, desire to praise him, desire to thank him, desire to receive from him a will. So you, these things are things that we should intentionally do. We should intentionally set out to do. That's why when we come to church also, we expect that you come with an expectation, with a desire in mind. A lot of us walk in and walk out without receiving anything because we don't come with desires. Thank God for corporate anointing. Thank God for the move of the spirit. I was talking to someone the other day. He said, I don't hear from God, but I know by the results I see that God answers my prayer. And I told her, well done. But you don't know how much effective your prayer will have been if you hear God. You don't know how much your, uh, your relationship, how much reach your Bible study, our Bible study online, our fellowship on Sunday, how much rich it will have been for you if you had come with a desire. When we spend time to pray, you don't know all this every morning that we pray, uh, Mondays to Friday, you don't know how uh, rich it will have been and effective it will have been for you if you come with a desire. He says, whatsoever you will, therefore whatsoever you desire, when you pray, there should be first a desire. Proverbs says, uh, that's 23, 18. For surely there is an end, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. That means you should have expectation. One day this scripture hits me hard. You know, I quote it, we come to church, we quote it, and then I just had a check in my heart that day. What are your expectations? 
We say our expectations will not be cut off and then we shout and then we scream. But some of us don't even come with expectations. So what is going to be cut off? That scripture does not apply to you. You don't come to you don't come with expectations. You don't have desires. You don't have expectations. So by and large, it, do, it won't work for you. It, 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 it doesn't matter. It, is, it has no relevance for you. So the first thing is to have a desire. The first thing is to come with an expectation. The first thing is to have what you want, what you will for God to do. That scripture says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. So you must have a will. You must have a desire. You must have an expectation in the place of prayer. And when it comes to that, it has to be intentional. And the next thing you find out here is this. It says, after you have that will, it is you asking God. Whatsoever you ask in my name, there is a place of asking. Asking what you want. Asking what you desire, asking what you will. So you must have a will. And secondly, you must ask. To ask means to say to someone what you want them to do or to give you. You must come to a place where you are talking to him about your needs, about your desire on people, about your desire on the church, about your desire on lives oh, that you want being saved, your family members, your friends. You must come to a place. You know, a lot of times, some of us, we just believe, uh, oh, God knows everything. He knows all my needs. Yes, he knows all your needs, but yet he wants you to ask. Some people come to a level where they say to themselves, whatever happened is God's choice. No. He has also put a responsibility on you. He has also given you an open check that you can actually ask and get what you want. Some people say, whatever happens, God has approved it. That's why it happened. No. That's why uh, uh, God sent a prophet uh, to, to a man and told him that you are going to die. And the man went into his closet and faced the world and began to challenge God and began to ask. And God sent that prophet back to change what he had said. Give him a fresh, a fresh word based on what he has asked me. You don't just say in your heart that God knows my heart. He knows what I desire. He knows what I need. He wants you to ask him. That's why it says, ask and it shall be given in Matthew 7, 7. It is people that ask that will receive. Ask and it shall be given. It is not given to those that don't ask. Those that don't ask, they will just get crumbs. Those that are focused, those that know what they want, they will always get it. And then you might begin to ask yourself, why is it happening like this in the life of this person? Why is it not happening in my life? You must have a desire. You must have a will. You must have an expectation. And you must ask. He said, for everyone that asketh, receive it. He didn't say when the pastor asked on your behalf. He didn't say when the head of, of protocol asks. He didn't say when a bishop or a reverend asked. He didn't put any condition. If you have been born again for 10 years, 14 years, or you just got born again yesterday. He said every single person that asks receives. So that's the ideal situation. That is God's 
expectation. That is God's plans. That is God's design. That every single person asks and they receive. But have you found yourself like I do at times? Asking and then you don't receive. And then you are wondering, why didn't I receive? But I ask. Because it says every single person, irrespective of gender, irrespective of age, irrespective of position, irrespective of uh, your uh, educational background, irrespective of what you have attained in life, irrespective of how much you collect in life. It says every single one. So it's an open check. It's for everybody. It doesn't exclude you. So don't limit yourself. It doesn't exclude you. So don't put yourself at a disadvantage. It says every single person. So you go to ask, knowing fully well that you are part of everyone that asks. And it says everyone that asks will receive. Everyone that asks will receive. For everyone that asks it, receive it. Everyone that asks it. Everyone that asks it. So the first thing you must always be intentional about your desire in the place of prayer. The second thing you must ask, learn to ask, don't assume. To open your mouth does not cost. Because if you look at it, the number of words you speak per day is far, far, far more than the number of words you speak in the place of prayer with him. If we count the number of words, number of engagement you do, God help you if you are a marketer, a customer service person. God help you if you are just a brawler. Or you are around people and you don't have a focus. You want to discuss politics and football. You want to argue. It will not cost you to ask in the place of prayer to open your mouth and tell him what you want. Have a desire. Have an expectation. Then ask. Then ask. The next thing here is this. You must ask in line with God's will. In James chapter 4 verse 3. It says, you ask and you receive not because you ask are missed. So one of the reasons why you don't receive is because you ask are missed. Because it says everyone that asks receives. So if you don't receive, it's not that God does not want to give. If you don't receive, it's not that God is saying you should wait. If you don't receive, it's not that God is punishing you for your sins or for the sin that you're about to commit or the one that you cannot remember or the one that you just committed. No. If you ask and you are not receiving, be rest assured that there is a possibility that you are asking amiss. There is a possibility that you are asking amiss. And how do you ask amiss? He said you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lust. You are interested in your lust. You are not even, we are not talking about your needs. We are not talking about things that are important to you, about things that you lost. So I remember when I was praying for a car. I didn't get the car to today. I was praying for a Mercedes-Benz ML, uh, I think it's three something or so then. 
I stood and I prayed. Brethren, I prayed. But unfortunately, I wasn't checking my heart because with the looking back now, I know if I have checked my heart, I will have prayed in that direction. A black Mercedes-Benz Jeep. Yes. A correct SUV. What was it all about? Just for me to feel among, just for me to also ride a Mercedes-Benz Jeep, just for me to also pose. And I prayed and it did not come. But months or years down the line, when I saw what the cost was to maintain some of this Mercedes-Benz Jeep, I was glad I didn't get it. You know, at times we ask because of our loss. Why do you want more money? Because you want to spend it on things that are frivolous. Not because you want to push the frontiers of the gospel. Not because you want to help somebody. Not because you want to help to alleviate people's uh, poverty in the lives of people. Help people attain some level in education. It's all about you. And not that you are lacking. Everybody that has received. So we should learn to act in line with God's word. In line with God's word. In line with God's word. He says that in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, there is a place of asking according to God's will. Then you want to be quick to ask, how do I know God's will? If we go back to our, 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 our text in John chapter 15, verse 7, verse 7, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, that is the condition. God's will is in his words. I was looking at this uh, first um, uh, 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 part of the scripture again. It says, if you abide in me, how do you abide in him? What does it mean to abide? To abide means to accept. You abide in me. You accept me as your Lord and your personal savior. To abide means to act in accordance with a rule, with a decision, with a recommendation. And the rule is that Christ has died for you. He has died for me. If you believe him, as many as believe him, you become the sons of God. The day you confess with your mouth, you abide in him. And the more you abide, the more you know him. If you look at that scripture clearly, it says, if you abide in me, I expected him to say, and I abide in you. But he says, and my words abide in you. You abide in me and let my words abide in you. Why? Because in my words, you will know my will. In my words, you will know my will. You will know what I'm thinking concerning you. You will know my thoughts about you. You will know what I desire for you. That's that a lot of times when we want to pray, we emphasize that you look for God's word that fits into what you want to pray for. 
oftentimes you will hear uh, Pastor Shade say, somebody come to me, say, as you agree with him or her in prayer, and I'm asking, what word are you standing on? There is God's will. But it says you allow that word to abide in you because I have discovered over time to which had happened to me. The appearance that I go to God, I have a desire and I go to ask and I want to ask in line with his will. I take a scripture and I bring forth my reason to him and I pray and I leave that place. And like 20, 30 minutes later, I have a nudge. I want to remember what I prayed for. I remember what I prayed for. I'm trying to remember the scripture. I don't even remember the scripture. Because that scripture is not abiding. There's a place of even sitting down and meditating on that scripture that you want to use to pray. And God will throw more light. You know that scripture that says that we should be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men. I took time to even meditate on that scripture and I look at other verses, other, other translation. And it says we will be delivered from people that are unreasonable in their thinking. What does it mean to be unreasonable? They don't do things the way it's supposed to be done. They just take things into their hands. They just decide. Does it make sense? They don't want to know. This is the way I want to go to. I was looking at, uh, 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 in Genesis, I think it's in 26 also, when he talked about, uh, is there Isaac now that dug the well? And I was taking time, I wanted to use it to pray. And I was taking time to meditate on it. And what God showed me was he moved. He moved. So when he moved to the next place, that was one. Another thing I discovered that he was trying something he had done before. So if you had done something before, you want to try it again. And then the third thing that when he finished, they didn't strive with him. That in what I'm going to do, there's not going to be resistance. Nobody's going to stand against me. Nobody will argue. It might be in my office. Authorities will not argue. System will not argue. System will not stop me. So when you stay meditating on the uh, passage of scripture that you want to use, God will give you more light. And after prayer, you'll be able to, even if you cannot quote the scripture, you'll be able to remember the things you meditated and pray with concerning that scripture. So being effective in the place of prayer is you having a desire, is you having the ability uh, to open your mouth and ask, and then you ask in line with, the, with his word. I trust God that this word that we have heard this morning, he will expound it in our hearts. As we set out about our business, we will meditate on what we've heard this morning and we will run with it. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful day. God bless you all.